Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, The Encounter. Today um, we are with Danny. We finally have him back. And then we have Jenny. We have Sephora and myself, Kat. Um, today we will be continuing our series, Life After Death. But today, in specific, we will be talking about being a two-face. And, you know, many of the times we hear two-face and we, like, put it, like, on, we blame other people. We're like, yeah, that person's a two-face. Like, they were once my friend and then they and then they stabbed me in the back and then turns out they were not my friend. Two-face, right? And we're very quick to point out these people that are two-face to us, but we don't like to point the finger at ourselves and say, like, hey, maybe I'm a two-face too. And not two-face in, like, the sense of... Um, towards our friends but two-faced towards god which is even more heartbreaking because we end up like friend zoning him he always wants to talk to us he always he always wants to have like intimacy with us and then we're always like nah god i'm good i want to be out in the world party 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 and that's what we're going to be talking about today and hitting points of how lukewarm christianity can become something um very comfortable something that makes us just want to be like in a ball and not get up um so i want to start off by saying that um being a lukewarm christianity if you a christian if you don't know what that is exactly it's like when you live like two lives in like one right so we all have one life individually but sometimes we come to church and then after that we want to be out in the world with our friends out in the world with people that you know cause us to do bad things that influence us to bad things influences to do things that apart us from the lord that separate us from god and that is something that we always have to pay close attention to because when we have a life that is um devoted to god that we come and we choose and believe in christ as our lord and savior it's because we are choosing him not just one day not just two days but every single day of our life and i want to start off with a um with something very important because sometimes our devotion can be in our in, in like in our life by ourselves or devotion here like in church as well and i want to say how, like how comfortable a lukewarm being lukewarm can be and in leviticus 23 3 it says for six days work may be done but the seventh day is the sabbath of complete rest a holy convocation calling together you should not do any work on that day it is the sabbath of the lord wherever you may be so this sabbath day may seem like something very um very common and not new to us because obviously this is like us, right? Monday through Monday through Thursday, we know that we all work and we go to school. Friday comes, church, right? Saturday, if there's an event at church, we come to church. Sunday, it's also church. And I love that it says that we also get like rest of these days. And it's not like rest as in like, oh, I'm going to stay in bed today because I'm tired and because I came to work. But rest as in like a spiritual rest. Mm -hmm. Rest as in like your whole week was chaotic, your whole week you were working, your whole week you were taking care of like family things, of friendships and all of these things now you're going to come to my house and you're going to find this spiritual rest that you're seeking right but many of the times us lukewarm what we like to think is like oh it's friday i don't need to serve i don't need to come or it's sunday i've worked all week i want to stay this year and one day that you stay home or one day that you choose to stay away from god it's gonna be comfortable you're gonna like it which means we have to be very careful because these people obviously they worked hard throughout the week and then one day out of the the week they would find rest Again, not rest as like I'm gonna stay in today and sleep, but go and find rest in my in my you know safe haven where God comes and gives you peace, where He restores your strength, and that's something we always have to think about because if we're gonna have a a life with God that is devoted with God, it also means to like worship Him and worshiping worshiping Him doesn't mean like oh, I'm gonna sing to you. Worshiping is a lifestyle, which means day and night you're devoted to God all the time. 
Um, it's kind of crazy because we don't look at, as you were saying, like we, <coughs> sorry, um, we, we see things as like, oh, I worked the whole entire week. So Sunday, I'm just going to rest. Like I'm not going to church, yeah. but we don't look at the, the complete opposite. Like God, God is so merciful that, that even in like those times he knew like, okay, these, these, my children are a little weak. Yeah. So I'm going to give them just one day. That'll be for me. Like, God deserves every single day, but he still was like, was like, no, I'll just give them one day where he they have to, or not have to, but like, um, where it'll be for me. Yeah. You get me? Um, I have a verse that says, that's it's First John 2.15, and it says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers a craving for physical pleasure a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions these are not from the father but they are from this world and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave but anyone who does what pleases god will live forever and i think that this correlates with what we're saying because because um you know it's it's very hard to be to be busy with our with our lives and then and but still having to balance the spirituality but here we're reminded that that like be careful like these things in the world are only for a small matter of time but the spiritual things is what's it's what's gonna last forever it's what pleases god and another thing i wanted to add when you when you were saying um that we're living like a two-faced life it, it was reminding me of when we were when we were in youth class mm -hmm. um this this teaching always is oh it, it like stuck in my head um deborah was like preaching about hosea and mm -hmm. and um gomer is that you saying yeah um and she was like she was saying like okay so the you know if you don't know the story hosea God tells Hosea that he's going to marry a prostitute. Her name is Gomer. And, but throughout this marriage, like, she's very unfaithful. And, like, the class is always, like, the, like, I remember the class being, like, oh, my gosh, like, why is he still taking this woman? Even that, though, yeah. <laughs> even though, like, she's cheating on him and everything. And we were just all, like, and then, like, at the end, like, you know how Deb is. She's, like, well, guess what? That's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so that that made me think like um like that's a clear example of yeah. how we are like like we look at everyone else and we're like wow like that person's two-faced but yeah. that's exactly how we are, how we are. and yeah and in the spirit in the spiritual in the spiritual field that like as we're talking about it's so amazing that we must understand that and the two-faced of, of gomera because she was remember that she was a prostitute right mm -hmm. and um it's it's crazy how do we how we how we see this right and we we are so fast to judge other people when we see it in other people yeah. yeah but i don't know if you guys know this but i i like reading these books that are like in psychology and they said that the thing that you hate most about other people is what exactly you yeah. struggle with yeah. and and that's exactly that's exactly that's exactly what the bible is right it shows you a lot of stuff so you can be like oh my god why would saul do that and then you look back and like 
you know, maybe that's yeah. me sometimes, you know? <laughs> and I was going to tell you is that most of the times, uh, another another re another way that we can see that, you know, our life can be two-faced as a Christian, because being two-faced when you're not Christian or when you don't know Christ, it's easy, right? It almost comes natural. Yeah. Uh, especially, I think, I think, I think, especially with the women, it comes really natural to be like, a, and behind you, like, a, but and, and men too, right? Men, yeah. it's super. It's, I think it's like a more like a like a like a human nature type of deal. But I was gonna tell you that uh, you know when Jesus in Luke uh, Luke thirteen, I was just I read it a few days ago. Uh, um, Jesus comes and he's he's preaching in a synagogue, and this woman that was that was uh, you know she was her 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 she was shaped incorrectly for oh. eighteen years. Mm. And yeah, and, and I don't know how like to say hunchback. that. Yeah, it's yeah. a hunchback. Yeah, she was a hunchback for eighteen years. I, I, she has she has here. She has a, a sickness of, with the spirit. She was bent double, man. She was bent double, right? So whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to show you guys because you guys can't see me. And then <laughs> the point is this: li listen to the listen to the Pharisees and listen to the two faced people. These two people, these people, the Pharisees knew about God, believed in God, knew there was a Christ. Uh, just in case you guys didn't know this, I just figured this out. Christ is not Jesus. Christ is the Savior to come. So when they put Jesus Christ, his, not, his name wasn't like, oh, this is going to class. What's your name? Jesus Christ. No, his name was Jesus. And then a last name. But we put Christ because he is our Savior. I just, I just figured that out, and that was pretty, you know. That's cool. That's just pretty cool, right? <laughs> um, so, so the fact that the reason why he was Christ, and they knew about Christ, they believed in Christ, these Pharisees. And when he tells her, you're free from your sickness, she gets up, and, you know, she gets happy and leaves. All the Pharisees... Look at him. We're like, why are you? Why are you healing on the same day that you're on the Sabbath? Yeah. Why are you on the Sabbath? This is the day of rest. And I love what he says because it's 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 so crazy what he says, and yet it's so it makes me it makes me full of fear to be honest. He turns around of, uh, at them and says this. He says, "You hypocrites, you two-faced people, do not each of you on uh, untie your ox and your donkey on Sabbath so they can go drink water." So I, I look at this and, and, and I see how can we do this and how can we be two-faced spiritually when we start thinking that other things that are more important, for example, like when you say, keep, keep this in mind, right? Some people go, some people go oh, uh, I, can't go to, I can't go to church on Sunday because it's my rest day. But you still wash. True. <laughs> you still go out and pay your bills. So how dare you not say that you have time, not time for for God? Another another time, said another people, other other people say, oh, you know, I just don't have time to go to church. But you do have time because it's not like you just stop time during Friday nights. It's not it's not like you don't do anything on those days. Instead, what God is telling you is, my Sabbath is not for you not to do anything, just like mm -hmm. the Jewish belief. But instead, it's a day so you can give extra to me. That is the sacrifice that God wants. And that's why I love this. If he calls the Pharisees hypocrites, two-faced. Hypocrites are two-faced people. Yeah. And he tells them what, what what happens. You guys are hypocrites. Why? Because you guys think that making your ox drink is more important than healing a woman that was being caused sickness uh, by being bent double. Imagine imagine that's how crazy people it is. And you know what? This is this can be uh, applied for both. Applied for the people that think they should rest. Mm -hmm. And people that come to church and every day and they don't have time for anything more than church. Yeah. No, no, no. Understand, people need your help. Mm. So if you can come to church, you can feed the poor. If you can come to church, you can go pray for people. If you can come to church, you can go pray for the sick. For the sick. And also, not the other end, right? Where, oh, I can't come to church, but you still got to wash. That's the that's the <laughs> one that I've heard the most, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't go on Sunday because I got to wash clothes. But like, dude, the whole week is there. Yeah. 
But, but I, I don't mean to judge either, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying that we have to understand that being hypocrites is not only, if we're going to do regular things, then we should also give the regular, well, give a regular date to God, which is, I thought I love and I, I, like, I like to do my Sundays, even though I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired. I am tired every day. And Saturdays, you know, usually I don't want to have them off. We yeah. come something or today we're going to go preach and we're going to go sing and we're going to come back from Santa Barbara late. And tomorrow morning, guess what? 6 a.m. once again. Yeah. And I got to go pick up people and I got to come to church and then I got to direct. And then I can't go home, you know. I, it's it's uncomfortable when I get home, but I say, God, I give you your time. God bless me with everything I do. I sin, I mess up, but God, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. I love what you were saying because um, something that I've always, that I've been told and honestly I, I like hold on and grab onto is that everything you give up, there's always a reward to it. So yes. literally, if you do, if you give up something in order, like for example, we give up our, our Sundays to like wash, and we come to church. Guess what? You're gonna get a reward for that afterwards. Like you're obviously you're not gonna see it like the next day or like in the next hour, That's but tomorrow. yeah, <laughs> you're not. But every like seed that you do or plant every single day, guess what? It's gonna grow eventually. You're gonna see the fruit of your labor. Yeah, of your labor, like giving it to God, like devoting your life to God. And that's honestly so beautiful to see because it is true. Like once you let go of something, you don't see it now, yeah. but you will see the reward later. And I just um, love that we were talking about like all these, how God, <laughs> how Jesus calls them like hypocrites because it, 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 it is true. And somebody that I remembered while I was like thinking about this was um, Samson because Samson was somebody that was full, like filled with the Holy Spirit. Like he, w he had power, like God gave him power. And even then he was living like a double life. Like he knew God was with him. He knew God was giving him power. <laughs> and yet he was just like, Hey, let me go and do this. A and keep in mind, guys, it's so crazy how God works because he puts people in our lives to like warn us. Mm -hmm. And like, sa like, uh, Samson's parents, like when Samson was like eyeing a, in our church we say like Feliz Nena, like the Philistine ladies. Um and which was he he was not allowed to be with them because you know different people, you can't be with them, right? So then so then he had his parents like tell him like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Are you sure? Like you're not supposed to be with them. He was like, Nah, I want her now. And guess what? He would he would get these women, right? Later on he like splits up and then he finds another woman. Like he was like a like, I want this girl, I want that girl, like, I, w I want to rule, right? And he knew he that, yeah, he was a, straight <laughs> 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 up, he was a pimp. And, but he knew, like, God was with him, and then eventually, you know, all his powers, like, cut off because he passed those boundaries. Now, th this is dangerous for us because God, obviously, we have free will. Everyone, every one of us has a free will, but our free will is to do the will of God, not the will that we want to do, which is what Samson was doing mm -hmm. because he was just, like, everywhere you know until after he crossed those boundaries that's when god separated from him and took away his power because obviously he had three rules which was don't get near things that are dead don't drink wine and don't cut your hair guess what all those slowly came away mm -hmm. and they like all one two three strikes out and he was you know out of it and i want to i want to read to you guys first kings 11 1 and it says now king solomon defiant defiantly loved many foreign women along with the daughter of pharaoh moabite Ammonite, Edomite, and Sidon, Sidonian, Hittite, and the woman. And then if, if you look at defiantly, it means to be bold, like to boldly show rebellion or even like disobedience. Meaning like like people like would obviously make the wrong decisions, like not even caring if on people purpose. were looking at them. Yeah, like they would do it on purpose saying like, hey, I'm going to rebel and be disobedient even if you're looking at me. And that's very scary to think about because 
imagine like your conscience of the wrongdoings that you're doing and yet you still want to come to like church and be like god i'm all yours i love you and yet you're saying like you're telling somebody else like you're my everything i love you and you know they're like an idol to your life and so that's sometimes what happens to us like god gives us warning surrounds us with people that are like no don't do that i'm warning you to come to me don't go to them because they're only like they're only like candy you know like they're only gonna be there for a little bit but me mm-hmm. i will be there forever for, we're like with you mm-hmm. so then you think about this and it's like okay like we have to we have to make a decision at some point whether we want to be the face well there's two faces right the face that is like like the dark side or the face that is the light the one that chooses to be with god and that's something important to think about because remember the world is darkness so we are the light and if we go out to the world we're not going to go and blend in with the darkness because the light and dark do not blend do not match so that means that we must be the light to the world and if we're going out to the world and we're blending to the darkness then that's when we have to have a reality check and be like okay wake up if i'm if i feel like whatever my peers are doing or whatever the whatever like my wants are are contrary to what god wants we have to wake up and that's when the holy spirit comes in because when you feel convicted of something when you like the Holy Spirit tells you, like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You wake up and you're like, okay, maybe I should not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Obviously, we have free will, just like Samson even had it. But once you pass those boundaries, that's where that's where it gets negative, And we don't want to be apart from God, just like he was. Cause, yeah, because that was it after. after and, and don't forget that Samson was one of the few, uh, few of the uh, judge of Israel yeah. that was also a liberator. Yeah. I mean, if you guys go down the judges of the of Israel, there's not though there's there's a, a lot of them, but only a few of them were uh, liberators. What does it mean libera- liberators? That they would take people the people out of Israel out of captivity, or they would free them for something. Remember that he fought. I don't know how many men. I, I don't have the story up in, in right here, but he fought so many men and killed them with the with the donkey's jaw. I, I mean, like was he a man of God? Yes. Was he a, was he a definite uh, you know? But was he used by God? Yes, but his heart was not in the same place. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I was I was reading some commentary, and it says that you know when Jesus, no, no, when Jesus, but when the well, it's good, it's, it is Jesus because in Revelation it says it's talking to the to the to the to the to the to the church of uh, La Dosia. I don't even know how to say that in English, uh, but but yes. it, it says it's talking to a church in Revelation. It's around Revelation seventeen, and it says. Uh, I would prefer for you to be hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, right, I would vomit you, right? And this lukewarm is the definition of being a hypocrite, right? Yeah. It's neither left or right. It's neither happy or sad. It's neither, it's neither faithful or unfaithful, but it's always in the middle, right? And it says, I love this commentary. I love this commentary because he's, he spoke about this church. He spoke about this church that even though Jesus ripped the veil, they put on a veil of, of pretending to be something they're not. And, and I, I was reading this, and this guy was going off saying that this is what Jesus was telling This is what the angel of the Lord was telling him. That this says, why do you pretend to be something you're not? And, and, and I, I want to tell you guys that this is something that happens to us in a lot of times. We come and we pretend that we're super godly. We come and we pretend that we're better than people when we're not even close to being better than any of them. And I, what I just tell people is like, look, nobody's worthy of what God has given us. Nobody. No matter if you stop, you guys all started really young, and so did I. But I want to tell you guys, nobody is worthy. No matter if you stop sinning, nobody is worthy because we're dirty. And and, and I want to tell you, it's just like Samson. We have to understand that he is and wasn't very good. 
This N was what? Died. Yeah. If you guys notice, Samson and Joseph and, and Joseph have 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 a lot to what's it called to give and show us. Samson was supposed to be he was a king. He had he had a he had royal I call it calling right. He had a royal. King. He was supposed to be somebody great, and so was Joseph. But what happened? One once entitled and the other one suffered. Mm-hmm. And who was a better who was a better leader? Joseph. Joseph. Why? Because you, your your formation. I know I know people don't believe in this, but but I'm telling you guys, when you guys are young, you guys must let somebody form you guys. Mm-hmm. It's rough, right? Because maybe the person that's gonna form you guys, maybe he's a little bit hard, or maybe she's a little bit hard, or maybe you know, or maybe it's not the way that you would want to be, especially right now in the generation C. Everybody wants people with oh no because they hurt my feelings, right? But your formation is so important because your formation is your foundation of what's gonna come to be. If you are coddled all the time, you don't know what it is to be broken. You don't know what it is to be to be ignored. And so when you have a lot, you don't think about the little guys. And when you are broken and when you are not over, when you when you are overlooked and when you're by yourself, just like David, just like Joseph, what did they learn to do? David learned to worship when he was alone. David learned to, uh, listen to this, David learned to serve a crazy king that would throw spears at him without throwing any spears back. He learned to overlook spears. He learned... So as he was seeing the spears come back, come by, he didn't learn to acknowledge them. He learned to ignore them and just move away. Mm-hmm. So, so now, listen to this. And then all this happens, and what, is, what has happened? He becomes a great king. He becomes not the best king. He becomes a great king. Why? Because he's close to God's heart. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens here. In order to become great, in order to become great, not as in this world, but in God's heart, in God's eyes, we must remove this two-faced, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, how do you say this? Uh, urges, mask. Mask, mask, good. Urge, veil, veil. This, 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 this thing that we want to pretend that we're more, that we're more. Uh, what's it called? Um, holier than the other person. I don't know. I can speak this. Yeah. And I don't want to speak anymore. Yeah, I think uh, that reminds me of um, like a quote that I saw on Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was basically saying like um, like church today is is very focused on. Um, like oh how do i look or how high can i go mm-hmm. and when we don't look at like like versus the people that are actually like in the the lowest points they learn to as danny was saying they learn to appreciate the the little things they learn to appreciate the privileges they have versus the the ones that are high and 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 um i wanted to add on to what danny was saying about um, the verse in Revelations 3.15 um, about um, like living a lukewarm life. Um, just like a side note, like when, when, when we're living a, a lukewarm life, we're, we're, all we're doing is just missing out on the, on the goodness and the joys and the blessings that God has for us. Like, like when we're in the middle, we, we, don't get to experience the fullness because we're still something is still chain um we're still being chained to something else and and um but once we are once we are like dug into christ and firm on christ 
we get to we get to suffer with him and we and understand that the like the tribulations the hard times that go through um that come with following christ is a privilege it's something great and that's where we experience the fullness and the the great blessings that god has for us um yeah um Cor i'm going to I th- want to add on what Danny said and then Kathy said about like the the good light no the light and the darkness do not match. Um, I just want to say that in Romans eight eighteen for I consider that the sufferings of of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And I just want to say that like during our time I know it could be like suffering, like we can all suffer and like when we have school like we are tend to be like oh I'm gonna go with um my friends and do these bad stuff listen to bad music say bad words or stuff like that and then when we come to when it comes to like the Friday and Sunday we're like all holy but like I just want to say like um that we have to stand firm in Christ because like if we're not then we just might do these all bad things that we might go to our friends instead of preaching the word to them and like not being like two-faced we can like ex- like tell them like oh you know like jesus at least that uh, jesus loves you like stuff like that instead of like going with them like doing all these bad stuff with them but and then we just have to like read our bible like because like because god is not only on like sundays fridays and sundays like god is forever like god is on the monday tuesday like the whole week mm-hmm. so when when we read our bible we stand firm in christ and we understand that like we understand that when we're when we're uh, with Christ, um, we're not like I guess we still are two-faced, but like we're not as much as two-faced anymore. I love I love how you were saying like it's uh, we have to choose every single day because it reminded me of Second Timothy three five and it says they will go on pretending to be devoted to God, but they will refuse to let that devotion change the way they live. Stay away from these people. And if obviously like if God is every single day, that means we have to be devoted to him every single day yeah. because God is with us like from the moment we wake, we wake up, like the air we breathe, the, the oxygen that we receive. God. Yeah. He gives it to us. And that's something important to think about because another, I think you were like talking about like how we should always like be with him. Yeah, right. Like every single day, right? And I think it's important as like Christian, like people that believe in Christ because we can be like so focused on making sure like we do look good at church. Like, oh yeah, I pray like an hour long. Or like, yeah, I read the Bible here, what's up? But dude, you don't even do that like at home. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't come and praise and worship your God here at church if you don't do it on your alone time. How mm-hmm. do you come and expect to worship in the area that you're in, either Alavanta, Danza, anywhere that you're that you're at, if you don't do it at home, right? How are you gonna do that? You can't, you know. And and that's that's where it becomes like fake because you want everybody to see you as like, yeah, like she reads the word, he does this, he does that, but but only you know your true self. Like, did you really spend time with God this week? Like, mm-hmm. did you really practice what you were said that you were going to practice? Did you really, like, come and get close to God? Because whatever you do with God in your closed room, right? The Bible says, like, if you go into your closed room and do it by yourself, then you know that you will be, like, praised yeah. in, in public. Because that's how it is. You don't go and praise yourself in public and then expect God to, like, and then for you to not do anything at home. You have to do it at home in your own intimate time. And then you come to God and be like, hey, God, this is what I'm going to give to you because I did it by myself at home. Because you saw that I was in my room. You saw that I was in my car. You saw that I was in my lunch break, like reading my word, talking to you, praising you. Any time that I had, it was towards you. That's where our life becomes devoted. And, and, that's, and another thing that we should always think about 
it's like when we come to church like we can get like hope we can hold on to like the titles that are given to us but god like when you're in front of god he doesn't see you as like oh leader here oh anciano here do you do this here you do that here you're just jenny my daughter you're just Sephora, my daughter, right? Like, the titles are just, like, not even there. Like, he looks at, what did you do while you were down here? What did you do when you were alone? Did you mm -hmm. actually come and talk to me? Did you choose me before you actually went to your phone? Or, like, did you choose me before going out with your friends? Or anything like that? That is what he wants because that's true devotion. It's not fake as in, like, oh, yeah, I'm only going to read my Bible when I wake up, when I only when I have sleepover with my friends. And then when you wake up at home, like, you never open your Bible. That's fake devotion. You know what I mean? So, like, in order for us to be, like, uh, not to be two-faced, it, it means practice at home. And obviously, you're not going to practice every single day because, you know, life gets busy. But just dedicate some time to God, and he'll be like, okay, I see the effort. I see where your intentions are, and that'll make him, like, like happy because you're not friend-zoning him anymore. And that's what we do all the time. We friend-zone him, and then we just want to use him whenever we need things, and yeah. that's not how it works. And um, it's basically, like, making your whole life, like, a worship. Like, yeah. as you said, yeah. it's not every day, like, oh, um, you know, it's not every day that you have to, um, I don't know how to explain this, but, like, like it's not like a, like a ritual that you have to do oh every yeah, day. Oh, yeah, not you know? a ritual, yeah. Like, no, just, like, include God in, like, the little Smallest things. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, um like walking like just in your mind just talking to god like you praying is not always like closing your eyes and bowing down your head yeah. like no you could be walking and just talking to god in your head instead of being in your own thoughts yeah. instead of being in like because our even our a single thought yeah. make us sin so instead of like being in our own thoughts and overthinking <laughs> what i do uh, um <laughs> um just talk to god <laughs> talk to god have a conversation with him and 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 i wanted to include a very scary verse um it's matthew seven twenty one. it oh. says not everyone who calls out to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of, of my father in heaven will enter on judgment day many will say to me Lord, wo Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you will, you who break God's laws. And the reason why I say, like, that's such a scary verse, because, like, imagine, like, as Kat was saying, like, imagine you spent your whole life in church doing your privileges, your leader and everything, and you know like you think you did all this work but like little did you know like your spirit needed more work yeah. and and then god like all god says to you is is i never knew you yeah. and like that's that's really scary know, to hear to read and that's why we have to we have to um keep on working on our spirit and making sure okay i know that i know that i've been busy with you know church things but but like i'm gonna make sure that my that my spirit is is good and yeah that makes sense and you know i, I maybe yeah since it's time to, to end i was gonna tell you guys i wanted to share this in matthew 15 <coughs> there's there's this time that jesus comes up and uh you know the pharisees and the scribes come to him and them hey uh jesus why do why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders because when they eat they do not wash their hands and honestly this is the biggest mic drop i've ever seen jesus do <laughs> he comes up and answers but why
why do you break the commandments for God for the sake of your tradition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we are s- such like that. Like we are definitely those Pharisees that break God's commandment over tradition. And I, w- I honestly, I honestly, when I see myself, you know, tuned to do those type of things, like I literally yell at myself, like not outside, right? But <laughs> I, 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 I command, I, I, I get mad at myself, and I go, why do you? Why do you? Why are you like that? Why is that? Why? Why is it that your first thought about this is, oh, it's not right, or it's not right just because it's not what you're used to, but instead, instead of being a God commandment, it's 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 a tradition. For example, the Bible says a God commandment says love your, you know, love your love your friends, love your love, love your, your the people around you just like you love yourself. And I don't tend to do that. I don't tend to love people the way I love myself. Uh, and and I always I always read this verse verse and and I always say God please please help me because these people these Pharisees are two faced people and at the end uh, verse seven he says you hypocrites Isaiah did well to prophesy of you imagine what he said to to them one of his old one of one of the oldest prophets he used his prophecy <laughs> to literally say oh Isaiah was prophesying about you even before you came. And he says, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me. They, the teaching as a doctrine, the commandments of men. So imagine they flip everything around. When they honor when they, when they honor God, they don't honor him with their, with, their, with their hearts, but with their lips. And when they worship him, it's in vain. Imagine that. Imagine when your worship happens, it's in vain. And when they teach, they teach doctrine as commandments of men. So they grab commandments of men and say this is doctrine so imagine everything is backwards and it was just it was just i wanted to tie this into everything you guys were saying because this is exactly what happens when we're two-faced everything is flipped around in our spiritual life everything that is bad we call good and everything that's good we call bad and then there's a reason there's a reason why you get thrown out of out of the body of god in revelation just like you were saying because what everywhere you go you do not fit so what are you doing bouncing from church to church to home to home to home to home why because you can't seem to find a home and then um i was just i was just hearing this and this is this is important for you guys to understand but before i say that i want to tell you guys this and now nowadays people honor god with their instagrams but not with their hearts <laughs> and a lot of people worship god where in their instagram yeah. all the time and when they come to church they have nothing to say to god and, and then now doctrines from everywhere is a big doctrine and I'm telling you, there's fake doctrines, and that's what we must be in. What's it called? In, in, in yeah, always be out and seeing and hearing and and reading the word, so you can understand what is right and what is wrong. And I was I was telling I was telling you guys that um, just because I was telling you guys that people that are two faced or hypocrites usually don't find a home, right? Because everywhere, everywhere, everybody has a problem except them. And I was just I was just hearing this about somebody, and I'm saying at some point we must understand that it's not everybody else some point we have to understand that it's us it's not god that has a problem it's not that the church has to change because we don't like it but i think we have to change to fit into church so um guys i hope i didn't end this you know too harshly but god bless you guys thank you guys for tuning in to the encounter and uh you know i hope to see you guys next wednesday god bless you guys take care see you next week